Welcome back to Real Voices of the Game. I'm Dave D'Agostino, and I'm joined here by Tanner D'Agostino, our star of this show and host of this show. And this is The Sauce, episode 429 in our network. Real excited about our our audience here, closing in on 65,000 in between that magic marker, 64 and 65. Uh, before we get into anything, just want to welcome our host back to his show. Tanner, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. So a lot going on, you know, and I'll I'll do our quick promos here. But anything, haven't seen you all day, basically. But so what's going on exciting in your world today? What are you what are you pumped up about? Well, I'm pretty pumped up about uh, Jaw Bats. I like their new M one ten model, um, Maple. Uh, use code RVG and you can get a discount on that. And uh, I'm pumped up pumped up about uh, being nominated for Baseball Podcast of the Year for from Sports Podcast Group and Wet in the Webbies. Okay. And I'm also pumped up about our partnership with Millions. Yes. Yeah, so are you also pumped up about stealing my lines? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Millions is our new advertising group, so I guess you did my my promo for me, and that'll take us right into the meat and potatoes of our show with the sauce. Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. What's in the sauce? I have the sauce. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. That's it. So should I steal your lines now, sauce, since you stole my lines for the, the preview of the show? Uh, I, I want to keep my lines. Okay, you'll handle your end of the bargain here. So we got uh, a real, I would say a pretty full week of, of football here. We're going to cover the college and pro game. We've got the draft you know, everybody's excited about their mock drafts. So I understand we're going to get a portion of that from you today. There's been some major coaching changes. Almost everyone is full now, or, uh, except a couple. Have the playoffs coming on. Um, there's there's one performance he's knocked out, but I want to ask you your thoughts on him. And uh, of course, your favorite Jim Harbaugh uh, made made some news again this past week, just a couple of days ago. So where where do you want to start? You want to start with Harbaugh? Yeah, we'll start with Harbaugh. So give us give us what you know about the the Jim Harbaugh the Jim Harbaugh deal here. He's no longer with Michigan. Sorry to spoil the punchline. Yeah, well, he left Michigan for a five year deal with the Chargers. It's it's smart for Jim Harbaugh. The NCAA was breathing down his neck for whatever minor infraction he was com- going to commit next that every coach commits. Um, I think it's a great great move for both sides. I was hoping he stayed at Michigan, but. Obviously, it's a very smart move for Jim Harbaugh, very yeah. smart move for the Chargers because they got a top-five coach, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, I agree. He's already done it in the NFL. He took the Niners to three straight uh, NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl. They lost to his brother, John Harbaugh, and that was in four years. Now, the knock on Jim Harbaugh is he wears on people, mm-hmm. and he's very competitive, little different. People think because they were spawned from the same coaching tree, same coaching dad, that they're the same personality. John Harbaugh, a little bit more, um, I, don't, I don't know, in the, in, I don't want to say in the background because he's right out front, but he's, he's the longest tenured coach in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Jim, again, burns bright, uh, but he did stay at Michigan for, for quite some time. But he's, it's time for the NFL. What makes the San Diego job a great, great opportunity for him? Well, the quarterback makes it a great job. They already have their quarterback who's a top six quarterback. He's got it all. He's big, strong, mobile, big arm. Justin Hebert, obviously, Herbert, you're yeah. talking about Herbert. Mm-hmm. They got great weapons. They got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Austin Eckler's probably going to leave, but they can get a running back mid-round. 
They could also sign a pretty good one in free agency. They got personnel wise, they got a great defense. Obviously, didn't uh, didn't perform that way. But I think Jim Harbaugh knows defense, and I think he's going to bring a guy on that knows defense as the coordinator. Probably Jesse Minter. Yeah, I was going to ask you: who, Is there any word on the inside as to how he's going to assemble his staff? His his former offensive coordinator with Michigan is being named the next head coach at Michigan, rightfully so, where I think everybody's excited for that. He's got the Ohio State win under his belt without having been a head coach yet, technically. So that's a big coup for him. Who is who does it look like or who are you hearing Harbaugh is going to bring with him? Well, it looks like, as I said, Jesse Minter he's going to bring. I, I would assume he brings his son Jay Harbaugh with him. Jesse Minter's an NFL guy, and he'll – automatically, in my opinion, be one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Yeah, he spawned, he spent some time actually with John at, at uh, with Baltimore and has the NFL pedigree, did a tremendous job. He was at, I believe, Vanderbilt before he came to Michigan, and uh, we saw what Michigan's defense looked like this year specifically, and I'm having to guess that Jesse's experiences, especially if Jim – Jim knows what it takes to get there. That mentor is a logical choice to follow him to the NFL. So that's good. Any other coaching uh, additions for Harbaugh? Or you want to get to the other coaching changes? Uh, I th- uh, we can get to the other coaching changes now. Okay, so we have two jobs that are still open. Let's start with those. Who who who's open yet? Well, the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington Commanders. I would be surprised if Bill Belichick doesn't get the Commanders job. Although I think so. Ben, yeah, I think so. Uh, however, Ben Johnson's being named for that, the coordinator for offensive coordinator for the Lions. But, and then the NFL, and they have to wait for him to be done. Yeah. Um, before they can interview him, which is an NFL rule. So, Commanders, you think uh, Johnson's going to be interviewed, but you think it's Belichick's job? I think, ultimately. yeah, I think okay. so. Interesting. And he's he's just a few win shy. He's probably. It would take two good years, but probably, I mean, I would say definitely three years. He's the NFL uh, yeah. record holder for wins overall if if he's able to coach three more years. And Washington, uh, you know, they, they don't have the quarterback. I know he's going after the Atlanta job. Are we to believe that's the only job he interviewed for? Uh, no, I think he interviewed for more. I'd have to imagine they all contacted him in some way and, and – I hate when jobs are talked about when coaches are in place. But I, w- I wouldn't put it past the Cowboys and the Eagles to have at least had preliminary conversations with him behind the scenes if they think he can help take them to the next level. Because they're, they're, uh, they're a notch away. We saw Philly bark on or knock on the door and fall sh- very short this year. And Dallas always tends to fall short, I guess, regardless. So, so those are the two openings. Uh, who, who do you think – you said for the commanders, who gets the uh, Seattle job? Well, I think it's either Ben Johnson, as I mentioned, offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, Mike McDonald. So, again, they have to wait. Uh, could be waiting until February to interview. So that's logical. I guess that makes sense that those those are the targets, especially with the team still playing and the rules in place. They can't interview until they're done. So makes sense why they're open based on who they are targeting for those jobs. Although I, I would love to see, I would hate to see Belichick out for a year. I'd like to see him break that record, and he's. I think football is better when he's in it. So we'll wait and see on that. Those two particular openings. What, uh, what about the jobs that have been filled? Kind of take us through. Is that what you want to go through next? Yeah. Okay. Who, who's 
who's filled what spots here? Well, almost right after Harbaugh, the Falcons announced their coach, Raheem Morris. Uh, he's the Rams' defensive coordinator. He did a good job. If you look at that personnel, they don't have playoff personnel. He ended up making them a playoff defense. I was surprised. I thought Belichick was getting that job if Harbaugh didn't take it. Um, I'm assuming their first uh, option was Jim Harbaugh. I thought their second option was Belichick, but it ends up being Raheem Morris. Was that the job that that I was shocked that they interviewed 14 people for? Yeah, they interviewed 14 people for that job. That's a lot. That tells me they – I don't know. When I look at that, when somebody – thinks that there's 14 potential perfect fits for a job. It kind of tells me but they were celebrated for it, but that tells me they probably don't know what they're, they're looking for, yeah. which can, would concern me. But Morris done a great job with, with the, the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. With their defense. And I like the run they made this year. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk to you about their quarterback later on in the show, but so Raheem Morris, you think a good hire? Uh, I, I weird hire, but I think it'll work. Okay. Uh, you know, Falcons are a quarterback away. We thought they had the best. That was the best choice for Jim Harbaugh when yeah. we were breaking it down uh, based on what they have on their roster already. Uh, hopefully they can land themselves a quality quarterback in the draft. We went through that last week, so we won't go through that again. The Falcons pick. So who you got next? Who's up next? Who they hired? Well, the Titans made their decision. They hired uh, offensive coordinator for the Bengals, Brian Cal- Calaman. He, uh, he's been Joe Burrow's guy. I I wasn't expecting that, but that's the decision. League's trending towards offense. I get why they wanted an offensive guy. I would have stuck with Mike Vrabel, but uh, yeah. they decided to trend towards offense. Well, the, the Titans don't have the offensive weapons that the Bengals have. The Bengals are loaded at receiver. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Joe Burrow is one of the, when he's healthy, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, so yeah, an interesting hire. Um, We'll see where that one goes. Who's next? Uh, the Panthers hired the Bucks OC, uh, Dave Canalis. I, I yeah, Canalis. Yeah, yeah Canalis. Uh, he was the Seahawks quarterback coach when uh, that was Geno Smith's comeback player of the year. Uh, he brought Baker back. He was almost out of the league. He brought them back. So he's had he's had a good stretch with quarterbacks, and uh, they're hoping they can he can do the same thing with Bryce Young, but um. There was, they were not going to get a high-name guy for that job. Uh, the owner seems to have uh, a like for firing head coaches pretty quick. Yeah. So they, they weren't – I don't think they were going to get a great guy for that job. That's not a great job. Even if you count the interim head coach, they had three – they fired three coaches in like a, a 12-month period of time. Yeah. I thought who they fired this year, um, the old Colts coach, Frank Reich, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he was a great choice for that, and they needed to give him some time. They better they uh, they better get Bryce Young some weapons. He's a smaller quarterback. It's hard for him to see over the the line sometimes. That, but they knew that coming in when they drafted him. Uh, they made a move up. Sometimes the uh, the GM has to justify that pick. So yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll see how you know. You wish everybody the best of luck. But uh, yeah, again, I I would agree with you that I can't imagine anybody with a with a strong resume or secure job is going to take a shot on that knowing they fired three guys in the last 12 months. So now yeah. who you got next? That That's all the jobs that have okay. been uh, hired since we did a show last. Last week, yeah. We, and we don't anticipate anything else coming open, right? Obviously, nobody uh, is going to retire that's still left. No. Well, maybe oh, Andy Reid. Maybe Reed. Andy Reid. Yeah, we talked about it. If he retires, I mean, the, the logical – the heir apparent was supposed to be Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. 
and he's on the Washington staff, and he's not even being talked about. Yeah. In fact, I don't even know if he got an interview with anybody this year. No, I don't think he, he did. He was the most heavily interviewed guy the last two or three years, and you know he stepped out of Andy Reid's shadow to prove he could do it. Washington was an interesting choice, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with Andy Reid and uh, and that particular staff with Kansas City if he does step away. Uh, where do you want to go next? Are we going to go draft next, or are we going to go? Uh, you want me to pose my NFL quarterback question to you? Uh, do the do the question. Okay, so I mean, Baker Mayfield takes a lot of a lot of crap, <laughs> you know. Um, You've you've been a Baker Mayfield guy from the beginning, even when he, with his antics at in college, uh, throwing a flag in the middle of the I can't remember what state, but it may have been Oklahoma State. It was you know, Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Ohio State, and then uh, gestures, uh, little silly bouts with the law late at night when he should have been home. Um, but you've you've stood by Baker Mayfield right through um, his different stints at the NFL, even when he was he was left out to dry, and now he's at Tampa Bay. Uh, arguably the stability that helped Tampa Bay make their movement uh, into the playoffs and through the playoffs this year. Where are we at with Baker Mayfield? He's going to be, he's a free agent right now. He is. I think he gets re-signed with the Bucks. I can't imagine they let him go. And I think he's got a lot of leverage. I think he'll make a lot of money. Is he, is, is he a viable candidate anywhere else? Anybody else needing a quarterback? Um, a lot of, that's the, it's the most poorly evaluated position in maybe in sports. Uh, they don't give that position time. They have all these tags on it that don't seem to uh, resonate or translate to NFL success, although they, they keep paying them with those particular analytics in mind. Uh, I mean, Atlanta needs a quarterback in division. That that could be a dangerous signing if Atlanta grabs him. Yeah. Okay, so keep an eye for Baker. But you're, you're still a Baker fan, and you, you think break, Baker's got a bright career in front of him still. I do, yeah. The one bad year he had – he played through injury. It was with Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, Cleveland let him keep playing through and then cut him. Did mm-hmm. they not? Or got rid of him? Released? Yeah, they cut him. Okay. No, they traded him for like Tra- a six-month pick. Yeah. So anyway, we, we like Baker here. So where are we going next? We're going the draft next? Yeah. Okay. So we, we both listened to all the mock drafts out there. Um, it's really, you know, I'll say it's early, but it's about that time where people are going, none of the combines have happened yet. Everybody who's declared has been declared, so we wanted to wait till after that happened. I think Marvin Harrison waited to the last minute, although we all knew he was gonna yeah. gonna declare. So, what? How much of the draft are we gonna go through today? Uh, I think we can go through the top ten. Top ten, and then are you willing to share any of your? Because we want to post your draft uh, sometime this weekend, so we will post the sauces draft first round anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, draft. If I can, I give the criteria. It's based on need. Yeah. So you've done an in-depth analysis of need for each team. Um, it's not just the top 30 guys ranked in order, putting them in like you're doing a, a snake draft in fantasy football. There was some yeah. thought given to it. You're, you're applying it. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go through the top 10. Take your time with it. And, uh, and you, obviously quarterbacks come off the board first. And we'll post the entire first round uh, probably Sunday for our audience. So, okay. Um, that way you can have some do-overs after 10 if you if you want. But uh, I've got the original one, so I can post your original and, and uh, show everybody how you're changing your mind late in the game here. Mm-hmm. So for, for, give us our the first couple picks here and take us through why. Well, the first pick in the draft, I think, will end up being Caleb Williams for Chicago. I think they'll end up training Justin Fields possibly to Atlanta, although not in this draft. Um, 
Uh, so you're not doing any trades in this draft. No, no, no trade, trades. No trade up, trade down. Everybody's going to get their pick, mm-hmm. and um, and that's that's that. Yeah. So um, so I've got Caleb Williams. He was God mm-hmm. two years ago. Um, still threw forty touchdowns this year, five picks, three of them in one game against Notre mm-hmm. Dame, and he became, I mean, everybody's villain. With yeah. That. So with with Caleb Williams, I, I loved watching him. I'm a big Lincoln Riley fan. I think Lincoln Riley is the quarterback whisperer. A lot of people don't like him because traditionally his teams don't defend anybody. Um, gets overlooked for his running game and his running mm-hmm. style. But Caleb Williams has the creativity that is in vogue in the NFL. A lot of people question his maturity. So you think he's the answer for a Chicago Bears team? I do, yeah. Uh, they are. They got DJ Moore. They got their weapons. Darnell Mooney is a nice weapon. Uh, another thing they could do, they could sure up their defense or their O line, but that's not what you do with the number one pick. I think they'll go Caleb Williams. They they also have another pick in the first round, and yeah, they took a lineman. The last time that was done that high was it? Uh, you were you weren't even a, a glimmer. Uh, was it Tony Mandridge? Was Green Bay Packers? I think they took him with the second pick. Way back when he ended up being a bust in the NFL, but yeah, you don't take get the number one pick traditionally and take a lineman there. Although we saw in college football, that's what won games, right? And I have to yeah. think that the trenches win games in the NFL as well. But quarterbacks make the world go around. Caleb Williams, your number one pick. Uh, I tend to agree with that. Uh, second pick now, who's got it? Who are you taking? Well, it's been the whole year. It's been Drake May. That's been the consensus number two. But I've seen Jaden Daniels in some mock drafts. I think Drake May is a better prospect. He's a bigger quarterback. He's got a stronger arm. He's more accurate. I like Drake May for the number two pick. I think he'll work well in Washington. Yeah, uh, well, whoever their coach is, right? Yeah. Uh, they got Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. They they got underrated weapons. So. They did They did unload a lot of people mid-year yeah. this year, which was unfortunate. Do you remember who, who did they unload? They unloaded Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Yeah, so um, I, and the, the Bears were the recipient of, of Sweat? Mm-hmm. Okay. They had to give up uh, – Maybe they'll get their second-round pick back that they gave up for that. But, yeah, the Bears made a good good grab there. A lot more people than not have Jaden Daniels going number two to Washington and, and uh, Drake May going in the third pick. I liken Drake May. Do you mind if I give a comp? Uh, yeah. So you look back in drafts, uh, he, he, he reminds – well, he had a tough senior year or a tough last year. Yeah. The year before, he had all his weapons. This past year, weapons gone. Uh, his number one guy was held out by the NCAA for half the season. So people wonder, was it, you know, was it him? Was it the lack of weapons? I tend to think it was the latter. I think Drake May is going to be a tremendous pick. I would agree with the number two pick, but I think he's going to go number three. But my comp for him is, uh, is two guys to look at. Two bigger quarterbacks, because May is a big dude. Um, look to Josh Rosen, or not, uh, uh, yeah. not Josh, yeah. Josh Allen? Or? Josh Allen, I'm sorry. I was thinking of, uh, who was I thinking of? You were thinking of uh, Josh Rosen, the guy from the Cardinals a couple of yeah, years ago. Yeah, no, no, not, definitely not that. Josh Allen, sorry. Buffalo Bills, but Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, two bigger guys that, that are athletic. Roethlisberger was more athletic than he looked. And I I, I love May. Mm-hmm. I think when all is said and done, that's the guy we're going to be talking about five, six years from now in this draft. So you got him going to Washington. They don't have a coach yet. Uh, we'll see if that happens. If that is Bill Belichick, then he certainly did get his quarterback. Yeah. So, okay, number three. 
Well, uh, number three is pick from New England. They need a quarterback. Mac Jones is not the answer. I'm going Jaden Daniels from LSU. Top three picks are quarterbacks here. Uh, he ended up winning the Heisman, obviously. He had a great senior year. People don't remember how good he was at Arizona State because they weren't winning. He went to he he won the SEC. Was it East or West? Last year, made the SEC championship game. He's had a great college career. He just put it all together in his uh, senior year to win the Heisman. I think he'll be the number three draft pick. Now, hopefully, he can bring because New England has no weapons. No, and Matt, people bang down Mac Jones. He, I, it's hard to tell, but he. Brady did more with less. Mm -hmm. Mac Jones was not Brady. That's an unfair comparison. I feel bad because I think he's going to be tossed to the wayside, and I think he can be a good NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, he had zero weapons in New England, and Jaden Daniels isn't going to have any more. Uh, and I think his weapons at LSU on the, on the receiving core may be better than what New England has to offer. So uh, we'll see how he does. People are likening his type of game to what Lamar Jackson was coming into the league. Uh, Daniels is, I think, going to be a good pocket passer. Slender and Bill was a fifth-round choice projected last year coming into this year. So he certainly climbed the ladder and put himself in the money. So Heisman Trophy candidate or Heisman Trophy winner, mm -hmm. Jaden Daniels going three to New England. Who's your number four? Uh, Arizona's got their quarterback. They got uh, Kyler Murray. I think they need another weapon. I'm going Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. He's arguably the best player in this draft. Yeah. And if you compare a great receiver, he had uh, Murray had D Hop that worked out very well. He ended up they they ended up cutting him, but uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think is going to be the next uh, great receiver in the NFL, and I think the Cardinals are going to have the benefit of getting him. Yeah, and I say something obvious. He's obviously the son of Marvin Harrison Sr., which you know that makes sense with being a junior. But Marvin Harrison Sr. was a tremendous receiver in the NFL. And we're seeing a lot, a lot of sons of former NFL players making their way right now, at least ones I grew up watching. So Marvin Harrison Jr., late entry. We all knew he was going to go in to the draft. So I, I tend to agree. Him and Murray will be electric together, too young, and, and, and see if Arizona can build their future around those two. Uh, but they're going to have to get a defense to, to match because the one guy I liked on their defense, Isaiah Simmons, is now a giant. So, uh, so Marvin Harrison to Arizona. Who do you have Jim Harbaugh and the, the Chargers taking? Well, you could this pick, you could sure up your secondary, but uh, there's no corners, in my opinion, to, that are good enough to take with the fifth pick. So I think they'll go Brock Bowers out of Georgia, tight end. Yeah. They need a tight end. They have two good receivers. They could use one more weapon. Uh, but Brock Bowers is a great tight end. Uh, if I When I watch him, he reminds me of Travis Kelsey, and that's I don't say that lightly. So I think that that's who the Chargers are so going to take. Georgia tight end. And we saw Georgia when they would get in trouble during the midseason. Now, he did get injured this year, which is, I'm sure, some concern. And they'll check it out with their medical staff. If I were Bowers and watching Bowers' game, he played tight end for Georgia. But he, he does things that receivers do. He separates very well. He's got good speed, really good hands. He's just an enormous body. And he's projecting to be, to, to, for a tight end to go that high, we did see Pitts go that high a couple years ago with Atlanta uh, out of Florida, I believe. And, you know, it hasn't quite panned out yet. I think as as they get their stuff in order with Atlanta, he will. But Bowers should reclassify himself as a wide receiver, um, one, for function, but two, also for finances mm -hmm. because the tight ends get paid significantly less than receivers. But he will be doing receiver things, and that would be an interesting dynamic with him. Harbaugh, and in my opinion, you disagree with me in this. 
Uh, I think uh, Justin Her- Herbert is a top three quarterback in the NFL. You won't go so that high, and you say top six. Yeah. Can I ask who you think's ahead of him? I think Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar are all better than him, and I think you could put Jalen Hurts ahead of him. Okay, tough year for Hurts at the end. Injured, we we think he was injured anyway. So, all right, I won't uh, fight you on that. Herbert hasn't won big there yet, so those other guys have won. So we'll we'll keep him six. But I think talent wise, we're going to see Jim Harbaugh's next evolution. I think of Andrew Luck, who he coached at Stanford. We saw Luck's career get cut short because of injury with Indianapolis, and now uh, Harbaugh's back in the NFL. I think we're going to see. Uh, well, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on Herbert, but what Harbaugh would have done with luck in the NFL as a quarterback. So, okay, so Bowers, number five, the mighty New York Giants. They tend to um, be underwhelming in the draft. So who who do you have the Giants taking? Well, I have them taking Washington wide receiver Rome Oduzier. Uh, I like that pick. They have probably worse weapons in New England, probably the worst receiving core in the league. I think whoever their quarterback is, it's probably going to be Daniel Jones or they might throw Tommy DeVito out there. Uh, they're going to need – maybe they sign Kirk Cousins. I don't know. But they're going to need a receiver for whoever their quarterback is. And I think it's going to be Romeo Duzier. I like that pick. I had a Duzier. Now, I didn't do a, a full mock like you did, but I had him going five to the Chargers because I do agree. I think Herbert needs an additional weapon out there. He already has – who's his number one? Allen. Allen. Yeah, Allen's legit. But they get two out there for him, and they're able to find – even if it's by committee with mm-hmm. the running back. Uh, Harbaugh's pretty good offensively. So Romeo, Romeo Duze with the Giants certainly would give them a weapon. I am not – I was not a big fan. I, I thought it was a stretch when they signed Daniel Jones out of uh, – was it Duke? He played at Duke, right? Yeah. To be the next quarterback in, in New York. Uh, athletic, they likened them to, to Eli Manning, totally different. Jones is more, I would think, more like Allen out of Buffalo in that mold than, uh, than anything else. Injured this year, they do have a line. I mean, they have drafted – uh, the line well, but Barkley never healthy. Uh, but I think they need a weapon on the outside. I agree with you. He had, he had no weapon. So to me, I'm going to keep the jury still out on, on Daniel Jones. I, my instinct says no, but they paid him big money. So they obviously believe he's the guy. So, um, you know, so, okay, who do we have next with the number seven pick, correct? Well, Tennessee Titans, they need to sharp their own line. So I got them taking Olamiyua Fashunu. It's a, it's a name I can't pronounce. Offensive tackle for Penn State. He was probably the best offensive tackle and they got they got solid weapons they got uh Travion they got Travion Burks from Arkansas they got DeAndre Hopkins they got Derrick Henry who they might move but I think the if they're gonna throw Will Levis out there they got to give him protection and a fair shot so I think they're gonna give him a left tackle yeah well that's the he uh he's considered by everybody to be the top offensive lineman in the draft left tackle of course is the the coveted position and I agree. Will Levis, people were hot and cold on him. There was no in between. They either saw him as a really high pick last year or far, far down in the first round, second round. But um, the ones that were far down did not see him as an NFL-ready quarterback as an answer for a franchise. Did you have an opinion on his performance this year? Well, he started out hot. He Great year. He started slowing down a little bit. But I think if you give him another shot, he'll be good in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought he, he was out of Kentucky, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I see him as a good athlete. Uh, he's got a good arm. And of course the NFL's is decision-making, uh, you know, with distractions, big 370 pound distractions mm-hmm. coming at you. So I like the pick left tackle. People always, you know, 
they want that sexy pick, but you, you win on the, on the line there. So I, I agree. I think the kid from Penn State is as good as there is in the draft. A lot, I think a lot of linemen this year that are good. I think a lot of receivers. And I know you mentioned not a, hot, a lot of high-level cornerbacks, cornerbacks, I should say. Uh, but there's there's a good amount in that, I think, that late first round to early third round selection. So seven to Tennessee. Now Atlanta, we all know they need a quarterback. So uh, they can draft one, but they say if they draft one to be their answer now, they've got to move up to number one or two, um, maybe three. Uh, but they could also do free agency. What's your answer for Atlanta? Well, I think their answer will be J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan. Okay. I think he'll end up being the, out of all the three, top three I named, I think he'll be the, the next guy out. Uh, he's physically probably one of the most talented quarterbacks in this draft class. He's got the big arm. He's got the mobility. Athlete. He's a real good athlete. Mm-hmm. He so. uh he knows how to win, and uh, I think you put him in Atlanta, and I think he'll be fine. Man, and we talked last week about Atlanta's moves. Do you think they sign a veteran quarterback ahead of him to give him a year or two? I could see them signing Kirk Cousins. Okay, so yeah, Kirk Cousins is. Uh, I think you know people laugh. They say he's boring, right? He only throws yeah. five thousand yards every year. Doesn't throw a lot of picks. Injured this year, but yeah, I think that would be a, a very smart move on their part with Cousins, McCarthy. In in my opinion. Uh, he's young too. A lot of these quarterbacks are older, uh-huh. you know, because of COVID, because of the transfer stuff. McCarthy's just turned 21 years old, so he's still a baby. So I hope they take their time with him, give him an opportunity to compete, but also give him that chance to develop. There's such an inertia for immediate success with these quarterbacks. It's one of the asterisks I put by uh, the, the way we evaluate quarterbacks as an industry. So that was number eight right there. Yeah. To Atlanta, J.J. McCarthy. Okay, who is going Who's going? Oh, Chicago's got a second pick, so they go go the quarterback in your mind, Williams. Do they give him a a weapon? I think they do. I think they give him Malik Nabbers, wide receiver out of LSU. Okay, so one of the weapons we talked about, Jaden Dan, he's probably going to have two receivers taken yeah. early, um, at least. I think you give him. You, he obviously has DJ Moore. I think you give him as many weapons as he needs. I think he's going to want a weapon. I think he's going to say, "Give me a weapon," like Burrow did with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Yeah, I, uh, you know, could. Could uh, neighbors? Could he be a number one, or is he? I don't think Moore is a number one. Do you? I think he's a mid-level one. Okay, so you get two one Bs there together. Gives him an additional weapon. Williams is a weapon in himself uh, as far as his abilities to run, uh, but he's got a great arm. It's hard to hard to determine decision making, but understand in, in college football you can grab. Mm-hmm. So there's always that misnomer that quarterbacks are less accurate. I agree because the bodies aren't quite as big. But let's not forget the, the, the D-backs can grab, can hold, where in the NFL you can't touch. So uh, Kip Melishu, the LSU's receivers separate, even yeah. with the contact. So I, I like the pick. I think if he, I believe if he's available, yeah, it's easy to be him or Aduze available. You obviously think Aduze is a better prospect, mm-hmm. or is he a better fit for the Giants? I think he's a better prospect, but I also think he's a better fit. Okay. So final pick you're going to give us. The mighty New York Jets, uh, had a, they've had a great they, – they've done well in the draft. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, I think they've made some great picks. No complaints there. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers injury set them back. Their uh, question mark as far as a backup quarterback, we all believe Rodgers is ready to play. This year, how many years he plays beyond this year is a question, but we also saw that even as well as they've drafted and all the pieces they have together, if Rodgers goes down, they're not prepared behind him to do anything. So – Knowing that, what do they do for Rodgers to keep him upright? Well, everybody you talk to will say the Jets' biggest need is offensive line. 
It cost them Rodgers this year. Uh, they need a left tackle. I'm giving them Joe Alt out of Notre Dame. They're going to take the best tackle available no matter who it is. In my instance, I think it's going to be Joe Alt. And Alt is versatile, too. He can play multiple spots. He came in as a tight end, I believe. I don't know if you knew. Did you know that? I did not Did know. I throw something at you? that? So he, he's athletic. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll ever revert back to that, but I believe at one time he was a tight end, and now he's a no tackle. They keep him at tackle because they, they have a – who's their tackle now? Uh, there's somebody old like Dwayne Brown. Okay. But he's a guy that can move around the line, but I like the pick as well. The, I agree they're going to take the, the next best lineman available, next best tackle. And this draft right now is loaded with with good linemen, so it's a great draft to, to load up on that. So, okay, are we going to go any deeper in there? Do you got a couple there, – is there some somewhere in the draft, I guess that's where we're going next, that you're going to identify – you know, so we're not going to go through the whole first round. We went through the top ten. I think it was a good pick. Give me one selection in the remainder of the draft to kind of tease your your first round that other people aren't calling that you think is a is a no brainer. Well, I'll give you number fourteen, New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr was not the answer. I'm going to give him Bo Nix out of Oregon. Uh, he's a better prospect than Michael Penix. He's bigger. He he moves better. Uh, he's more accurate. He plays in NFL systems. Played against the SEC teams, uh, I give them uh, uh, Bo Nix out of Oregon. And where where do you have him going to? Who? Number fourteen, New Orleans. So New Orleans. So that's uh, New Orleans made a push to get Derek Carr away from the Raiders. <laughs> we were kind of happy, right, with Carr getting an yeah. opportunity. What? Why is he not the answer? Do they have the weapons there to support him? They they have a good running game. Um, but you think Bo Nix steps in and plays right away over Carr? I do. Yeah. Okay, and you think they're better for it? Uh, yeah. So what's what's next uh, on the sauce here? We have anything else we're covering with the college and pro football world? Uh, I don't think so. No, we, we've covered it all. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll keep an eye on Washington. We'll keep an eye on Seattle for their potential hires. And uh, but we want to thank our our audience, closing in on sixty five thousand. Thank Jaw Bats for their support for what we do. Uh, RBG at checkout. Get you a good discount on a bat or any of their apparel. Jeff Fry hit a double this past week at Fantasy Camp for the Red Sox. And uh, Tanner mentioned earlier he's using the M110 model, both lefty and righty, and loves how it feels, loves the balance. Great finish, right? Those guys did a heck of a job on that bat. And then uh, we're excited about the two awards we've been nominated for. We'll see how that goes. I do promise our guys a little poke at ESPN that if we do win, they'll get to keep their trophies. They won't have to return them because all entries are going to be valid and real names. And to Millions, we, we love our new marketing partner. They recognize that we were on the cusp of uh, becoming a really significant podcast uh, in, in the, the world of sports, that we've, we've had a great run over the first year and a half of our existence. And they were in shock with how much we've grown in the last year. So real appreciative that they recognize that. And we're gonna, we've, we've officially joined with them to, to kind of grow our network from a, from a marketing sponsorship standpoint. So we're ready for that. So. Uh, Tanner, anything else we're going to leave the show? I know you're you're watching uh, spring training happens in less than 20 days. We're in the middle of arbitration. Well, arbitration will start on the 29th uh, for that. And uh, we'll start going with our group pretty soon as well. So anything you want to leave the audience with? Any other teases in the first round you want to throw out there? Uh, I think I got it. You got everybody you got to do? Okay, great. So with that, audience, episode 429 in the books. We appreciate your support here. And thanks for tuning in to The Sauce.
Who made the sauce? Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. What's in the sauce? I the sauce. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. Who made the sauce? I got the sauce. What's in the sauce? Wait a minute, you're knocking me down. You got a pick? You want? You got something to add now? I do. Yeah, the picks for the uh, championship games. Um, I'm gonna start with Ravens Chiefs. Uh, I think the Ravens are gonna win that one. Uh, I like Lamar. He's had a better season. Lamar has. Uh, Ravens has got a better roster, and I think they'll wear the Chiefs down. They've been there before. Like, well, so the Chiefs have too. Yeah, like I think they'll wear the Chiefs down, like hardball teams usually do. And uh, I expect Lamar Jackson to have a big game on the ground. You yeah. think that you think the NFL is going to allow a Taylor Swiftless Super Bowl? I do. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> All right, who you got on the other side? I got well. Next game is Niners Lions. I got the Forty ers in that one. I think Brock Purdy has a big game. Uh, I think Bosa gets to the quarterback. If Goff is under pressure, he doesn't perform well, uh, according to the stats. So I think they're going to force pressure on him. I think they're going to blitz him, and I think uh, Goff will struggle a little bit. Do you think it in, in, uh, resembles the Harbaugh Harbaugh Championship, Baltimore, San Francisco? If your prediction's right, who wins? Uh, I think the Ravens win. They, I think they beat the Niners. They already played them earlier in the year. They blew them out. However, Brock Purdy's not going to throw three interceptions again, but uh, I got the Ravens in that scenario. A lot of good stories. I'm excited to see how you know that Brock Purdy continues to have success. Uh, I love dominance in the NFL. I'm not a big fan of parity, and that's what the NFL prides itself on. And San Fran and Baltimore have been dominant this year. It's always fun to watch what Andy Reid and Mahomes have up their sleeve. And I do like the dynamic of Dan Campbell and Jared Goff because Goff is kind of that California fool, like, hey, Nothing seems to bother him. He lets a loss shrug off his shoulder. He's on to the next thing. Dan Campbell is all about, like he said in this press conference, what do you say, we're going to bite your face or something? Kneecaps, yeah. Kneecaps, you bite your kneecaps. That's the personality stuff. I love that dynamic between the two of them. I think it works. So you took my lines today in the, in the preamble. You interrupt my closing. Say anything else you want to do to me before the weekend starts? Uh, no, I think I got it all. All right, bud. Well, we appreciate you here. We like the job you do, and uh, we'll look forward to the sauce next week. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. What's in the sauce? I am the sauce. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. What's in the sauce? I am the sauce.